Welcome to another episode of Artifacts, where our lives affect art inside out. I am your host, Jade Hassel, and today I'm in conversation with amazing Bermudian dancer, Rakai Scott. Rakai started dancing at the age of four at United Dance Productions. After his time at UDP, he fulfilled his professional training, graduating from London Contemporary Dance School, The Place, in 2012 with a Bachelor's Honors in Fine Arts. During his studies at The Place, Rakai was awarded full-time scholarships from five different Bermudian organizations to support his training and career as a professional dancer. In 2016, Rakai founded Beady Black Dance, where he currently serves as the artistic director. Beady Black experiments with tap, hip-hop, and contemporary disciplines to form Beady Black's signature style tap fusion dance. Beady Black tour works utilize outdoor spectrums and immersive theater productions to inspire, empower, and tell significant stories and life experience through dance and theater. In 2018, Beatty Black's first short work since embarked on a tour, touring seven venues both nationally in the UK and internationally. During Rakai's first touring project, he was commissioned by Bermuda government's Department of Cultural Affairs. During the tour, Beatty Black delivered two full-day workshops to young people, ages 11 years old to adults. The tour also traveled to Festival 10 Sentidos competition, where Sens placed a semi-finalist at the La Ramblata Theatre in Valencia. His work as a freelance artist has included solo work with Cary Festa Festival in 2017 in Barbados. Rakai has worked with numerous companies, such as Blue Entertainment, performing at Nostos Festival, John Abru A Thread, 201 Dance Company, and MCDC. In 2017, Rakai was selected as workshop tour instructor for Avant-Garde's dance production, and he is the core hip-hop tutor at Dance East. Rakai has a passion for supporting other groups, facilities, communities, young and professional artists who are keen to develop their skills as dance artists. Rakai embodies creativity and has used his passion through dance for purpose and storytelling. If you would like to connect with Rakai, you can find him online at www.bdblackdance.com or on Instagram at bdblack.dance and at kai underscore for sure. Good afternoon, Rakai. Welcome to the Artifacts Podcast. We're super excited to have you on today. Thank you so, so much for being here with us. Yes. Thank you, Bay, for dirty, actually. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody, that's my nickname. And we're literally known each other since we were teenagers. So yeah. I'm Bay. <laughs> well, but thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm always up, up for supporting my Bermudian artists. So, you know, just thank you for having me and for letting me just chat your head off. <laughs> of course. Of course. I mean, your story is inspiring. You know, I've known you my whole life and just to see how your life is unfolded and you're doing what you've been doing for as long as I've known you. It's just a beautiful thing to see. So I'm really happy that you could be here to talk about it today. So I wanted to just start off by having you speak a little bit about your story and how you got started dancing with United Dance Productions when you were young. Well, I can't even see... It dancing really started from United Dance Productions. To mm -hmm. be honest, it just dancing for myself. It just came as a natural thing, you know. Like, um, obviously, I didn't know as a young kid that I didn't know that I could. I had this talent, 
my mom, you know, my, my, my family kind of like saw that I had something that, that I could probably, you know, pursue. Mm-hmm. And so from there, you know, my mom put me into dance at UDP. I was young, so I didn't really, I started dancing when I was four. I didn't really know like what it was, what it looked like, what, how it felt. You know, it was to me, it was just like, I, it was a vibe for me, you know what I mean? Coming up, my time at UDP, it was great in a sense of like, I really got to be around people who inspired me and who were mm-hmm. like really older than me and who really like, who really took dance serious at the time. Right. So I guess that's what really helped me to push to really want to dance. Cause that, I mean, when I got to my teens, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to dance because right. at that time it was a hobby. I was into girls. I was into like, right. <laughs> doing my thing. So I didn't really, I didn't really know if I wanted to dance. The whole time I was in UDP, I was literally doing tap and hip hop. Like mm-hmm. that was my main thing because I was really like a really tap freak. I, I was in, I was fascinated with tap and hip hop was a thing too, but it wasn't like I didn't like it as much as I liked hip hop and tap. So I mean, just coming up doing that, it was just it was I don't know. It was it was really a good push to know like what I really wanted when I finished at UDP. I think that answered your question. <laughs> yes, of course. I, I wanted to ask you, so like, how did you make the decision, like when you were in high school to pursue dance further? Because, you know, like you were saying, you were thinking like it was a hobby. Like, mm-hmm. when did you make the decision that you wanted to like take this serious and be a professional dancer? <laughs> I tell this to everyone, this is a real honest question. I really didn't know I wanted to take it serious until my mom was like, listen, you have two options. You either stay here, you pay bills with me, you work, or you go away and you go in, you be in uni and you pursue dance. So I was like, all right, cool, I'm going. <laughs> so that was the easy answer. <laughs> yeah, that was like my final answer. I was like, yeah, I'm going. But then like, I think what really, really helped me to say like, I really wanted to go and do this is when I started racking up the scholarships. Right. Shout out to my sister, you know, for that, because she really, sat down and helped me with my scholarship applications because I didn't know, I had never did it before. Mm-hmm. So I was really new to it. Whereas my sister, she had already did that before. She knew she was, she was in a um, school in Bristol doing her thing for law and all that type. So she had already racked up her scholarships and stuff like that. So I think when I really, and I racked up like about, I racked up about six scholarships. Um, it was Royce Black Tobit, National Dance Foundation, Arts Council, Pila Latna. Wow. I mean, I think yeah. it was like, a, I think it was like a, a, like another one on the side, you know, where you get a little extra money from like a charity or something like that. It was. Yes. Yeah. When I wrapped up them scholarships, I was like, yeah, this is it. This I need is to it. Get, right. I need to get out. <laughs> like, I'm got all this money. To, well, I don't want to say I'm not, I, I went for it for the money. I was just like, my country supported me on this. I yes. need to go and, I need to go and like pursue this, you know, I need, I need to represent myself, my family, Bermuda, mm-hmm. my mom. And my daddy, of course, rest, rest in peace to him. And then, like, you know, I just, when I rocked this, I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. Like, I, I need to go to school. But the thing is, funny thing is, when I got accepted to the school, I didn't think I was going to get accepted because mm-hmm. at that time, when I had applied for the school, I, had, had not, I didn't have that much technique. Like, right. like I said before, like, coming up, I only did tap and hip-hop. So, mm-hmm. Arby, who's a director of UDP, she used to really try to push me to do ballet and modern and stuff like that for me i was like no i'm not doing that like that's for girls right right mind you like i said i was i was all about the girls and all that type of stuff and i used to see them all the time but then a part of me was like no i'm not doing that like this is not what i want to do but then 
Harvey was telling me, like, if you're going to pursue dance and take it further and you want to either, like, you want to be technically trained right. or, like, trained in whatever hip-hop and tap, you need to do these classes in order to get to where you need to be. So I think yeah, I started absolutely. doing ballet. Right. I think I started doing ballet, modern and stuff when I was about 13, 14, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, probably even later than that, like, 15, 16. And, like, when I applied for the school, we had to audition in person. But I was in Bermuda, so I couldn't do it. Right. So I send a video. Now you know in videos it's not always the same. It's always right. like it don't look always the same. But I remember I was doing the video and I was like, Harvey, I don't think I'm gonna get this because I haven't did technique for wine, had the technique for about three years, maybe plus. Right. And I was like, I don't think I'm gonna get it. And when I accepted, I was like, Okay, yeah, I need to go do this because I had never done contemporary before, like, because I went to a school called London Contemporary Dance School. So I had never done contemporary before. I didn't know what it was like. I didn't know what, like, what to expect. And then when I got there, I just realized how open contemporary years. And that's what right. really, that's what I was really like, you know what, like, this is actually sick. I could actually, like, I could use this, this style and try to, like, push it some way, somehow, like, push it into my own world, to my own movement, if that makes sense. So, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So you were saying that you were um, trained in what kind of dance? I'm professionally trained in contemporary. Okay. But, but that's tricky to really say I'm professionally trained in contemporary because contemporary is open. So, like, you can, you, can be con- you can be trained in contemporary, but you can also... You could be also be trained in tap and hip hop or whatever genres you know, whatever, whatever other genres you hear. But like, right, you can emerge into contemporary. So like, I'm trained in a con- like technically trained in contemporary. But like to me, contemporary is just like it's 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 expression, it's movement. It's not really a it's not really a it's this. If that makes sense, uh, right? It's not like one particular thing. Yeah. It's like right. really broad and open. Right, right. And I think I think I could say like. I used my training from like UDP and you know other trains outside of UDP and stuff like that because when I was in my younger years I used to go to like different camps um right. different summer programs um outside of UDP and stuff like that. So I guess I used my that training to emerge into my contemporary movement. If that makes sense. Right. So I mean, you know, just listening to like your early story with it, um, mm-hmm. it seems as if like you are pretty much like made for this. But I think what was uh, most poignant about what you had said just now was just the idea of like how you had like a real support system that Mm -hmm. was like pushing you forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you speak a little bit about like just the importance of having a support system, especially like when a a child is like interested in a particular art form, it doesn't necessarily matter what kind, but just how important it is to have like people who are backing you and, you know, are pushing Mm -hmm. you forward. This is this is this is a good that's actually a good question because I think with all the support that I've had since the age of four, right. I don't think I would have took down serious like that. I mean mm-hmm. my support my support really started from my family. Right. Definitely because my mom, my sister, my daddy wasn't too too much of a fan of it, but he had to get over it. I <laughs> mean <laughs> if you want to put it that way. But um I think the support really started from my family. Like my mom, well, well, like my family never told me not to dance. Right. They never ever told me like, oh, I need to do books and I need to be educated. I need to be, you know, I need to be a lawyer. I need to do this. I need to do that. They never told me that I need to do that. They always told me like, you know, if if I want to do it, do it. Like if Mm -hmm. I like dance, dance. Like if if you feel like it's going to be something that's going to sustain your career or it's, it's going to like take you to a positive um end or like, whatever you want to call it like you know do it like 
continued right. doing it. I think that's where my support really started from. Mm -hmm. And then like, I guess to be honest, like coming up the importance of that you know, support was a lot of people saw that I enjoy being on stage. Right. And a lot of people saw that like I was gifted with this talent too. They supported me in the sense of like, even if they didn't know me, they supported me by even just coming to a show to see me perform or, you know, just to come see me perform with like my prayers or whatnot, you know what I mean? So I right. think that that's not, that was another important part of like being supported. And then like another thing too, like as far as like my scholarships and stuff too, like they've supported me since the time I left to come to, you know, into England, like, and right. they still support me to this day. Like, um, that's wonderful. Yeah, they still support me to like, they still like offering me funds and stuff like that. And we'll get to, we'll get into that in a few minutes. But I think the importance of like staying connected with those you know, people in general, like who support me or whatnot is you never know how they can help you in the future. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like, especially, like I say, with my scholarships, like they put me into to uni when I went to Amsterdam and I was in the company in Amsterdam. I didn't even mention that, but when I was in the company in Amsterdam, mm -hmm. like they helped me get to there. Like I couldn't afford to pay for the flight. So they paid for my flight. Right. So in every step of the way, like you've had, like support, people yeah. support yeah right. that's wonderful and and from like all angles too like you know what i mean like all angles like i said scholarships family i'm even got my boys now like supporting me like yo bro like you know i see you doing your thing like keep it up to keep up the good work whereas back then i didn't really get that because it was hard right. having dance in bermuda like it was hard being a black male came on the people that i was around friends and stuff like that i was in like all of my friends i was the only ones who like anyone who danced like in right. right so like to get that support from all angles, like friends, family, and then like like a nice feeling is important because you have to stay connected with these people. And mm -hmm. like because I stay connected with my scholarships and stuff like that, and like funders and stuff like that. Or after I finish uni and after I finish being in Amsterdam with the Kiss Muse or whatnot, like I'm able to still gain that relationship and they're still like supporting my work, sharing my work on Instagram, mm -hmm. on Facebook, and stuff like that. Um, we just had a show. Well, BD Black. We just had a show probably about two years ago. Yeah, they they sponsored that for me for preparing for a tour in 2020. Well, obviously all this um coronavirus, a lot of things have been pushed back. But um, we're preparing for a tour in 2021, 2021, 2022, and they're again for it. So that's it's like amazing. That's you know amazing. what I mean. Like it's it's like you gotta, and even if it's like just telling them, oh, this is what I'm up to right now, or this is what I'm doing. Right, just year. keeping them like, updated exactly. with what's going they like on. That. They like mm -hmm. all of that. They like all that. That's what. That, that's that type of stuff that's important right just stay connected to people who have supported you and if yeah. you don't you will see that it wouldn't work for you if you don't keep that connected with your supporters yes. you, have, you have to it's important yeah definitely so just like maintaining the relationships that you've established right. with the people that have supported you like literally from the beginning is awesome mm -hmm. and i'm sure you know like people people that have a vested interest in you and who have you know, literally, like, put the money where the mouth is and really, like, financially supported you in that way, like, I'm sure would love to see your updates and, you know, what you have going on. So that's awesome. You had just mentioned about your friends and how, you know, like, as a Black man growing up in Bermuda, it was a little difficult to be a part of dance as a young Black male. Um, so can you speak a little bit about, like, what it was like growing up for you in Bermuda as a young black man who was interested in dance and it really wasn't widely acceptable. It was tough. 
it wasn't tough for it. I, at one point, I hated dance. I just got teased little things. Like people would like tease me about like me being a dancer for ballet. I wore tights and all this stuff, and I wasn't really doing that. You know what I mean, I was really just going and doing my hip hop, my tap class, and I was even coming in. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but no, because I, I can't even say I was doing that because I was in a lot of UDP shows, like even like the senior shows with my sisters and all the older lot. I was in a lot of those shows, so like I can't even say I was just doing tap and hip hop. I was heavily involved. Coming up in Bermuda, as far as like a male, I don't even want to say a male black dancer because like it was tough in a sense where I had to really like know who was my real friends mm-hmm. and who was my fake friends and, and who really saw my vision where I wanted to be in life with my career. You know what I mean? Like, right. it was like, it'd be times where I almost, like I said, I almost quit dance. At one point I stopped mm-hmm. dancing for about a year and a half because I just didn't want to do it anymore. Cause I just, I just felt like I took a lot of teas and a lot of people were saying I was gay and all this type of stuff. And, I took a lot of that right. coming up. But I mean, it was tough and it was good at the sense. I think the good part about it was, like, and I said this earlier, I was, I was able to be connected to a lot of people yes. who were older than me mm-hmm. and who really, really want to push and dance. You know what right. I mean? Like, I had a lot of that around me. Like, I would go to, like, you know, UDP days that have, like, the um, Bermuda Dance Comics. That was, like, the old a lot. That was, like, the ones who were, like, like you know much older than me and i used to go to the rehearsals and just watch be on the side just watching and i got exposed to a lot of that and i guess Mm -hmm. and i I have to thank my sister for that too because she beauty p was like my second home so whenever she was there i was so like she used to bring me around that you know that type of environment to make me feel like you know it's okay to dance you know what i mean like it's okay to be around people who's not like you or who are like you you know what I mean that was the core part of what I was really around people who inspired me who, and pushed me to you know want to keep dancing and stuff like that but then like the, like I said the tough part about it was I guess the outsiders the real yeah. life you know dealing with like oh yeah yeah dancer yeah you must be you must be gay or like why yo, you were tights and this that and the other and mm-hmm. coming up it was, it was it was tough yeah it was it was a tough road I had to really, especially when I danced and stuff like that, when I got on stage and stuff, and even in rehearsals, I had to show up. I had to make yes. sure people, knew, I had to people make sure people knew why it was. Absolutely, I mean, and the reason you know, why you were doing it, you know. Um, right. But what I think, what I think is really interesting about what you were saying is you will have like this backlash, especially because during that time, I mean, we were growing up like in the 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like dance mm-hmm. wasn't even like a, you know, widely acceptable for males, mm-hmm. period. Um, and so like, it sounds like to me, like you had a really good balance of like this outside chatter and then like your dance family and just, you know, how people were able to support you. So I think like your support system, like really showed up and showed out for you and really offered that like counterbalance to the naysayers. And now look, like the world has shifted so much. Like the internet has completely changed and everybody's dancing now. Exactly. Isn't like, that crazy? And, and it's crazy. And that's why I'm so proud of dance, like just in general, because it took us a while to get where it is now. You know what I mean? It took yeah. us a while, like years. And I don't want to say the internet's the main reason why we are where we are, but mm-hmm. it's a big factor. Yeah, it's a big factor. Yeah. Like look at TikTok. Like TikTok's yeah. like taking off. Like everybody mm-hmm. dances now and it's become like a part of popular culture. So right. I just wanted to ask you about that. Like what are your thoughts on that? Like how dances, yeah, well, not even just TikTok, but just 
how dance has become a part of popular culture in general like everybody does it now so how do you feel like as a you know as a person who has been dancing your whole life and being professionally trained to see that dance has become a part of like people's everyday life i think it's 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 a blessing for us you know like dance as 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 an artist we've worked hard it took us a long time to get where we are you know what i mean like and it's nice to see that like the world's accepting it and accepting yes. us what's nice and what's bad about it is just like people i i'm happy that people are not seeing us as just an accessory no right. you know what i mean like right. like a lot of times when you do when you put on a good performance or like even if it's like a show or like a tv show and stuff like that you're getting dancers in and out because you have to it brings more life to whatever you're trying to create yes. i'm really happy that people is really like started to accept us for our talents and not just because we're doing something just because we want to get up and just do it like people don't realize dance is a hard sport we train we have yes. to train we have to eat properly we have to you know we have to advertise we have to gain relationships mm-hmm. we have to get money it's a lot it's and it's a tough and, industry and yeah it's tough and people don't really realize like and sometimes we we still have our days where it's like people haven't accepted us and stuff like that like a lot of people still don't support the arts like dance how they should like happily how they should like how they will support football and stuff like that but i, I do think that we are in a good space especially mm-hmm. now that i think coronavirus has helped us a lot as far as like the internet's focused on us a lot yes on art like literally art has been right. keeping everybody right. afloat so right. dance music visual art right. like it's literally the yeah. arts that people have turned to during this time exactly so I, I mean as much as coronavirus was a big hold up for all of us i also think it's a good thing for for like especially dancers because it's just you know it's hard to know who we are and training and stuff like that but like as as far as a whole, as far as dance, I just think like you know I'm really proud of what how hard we've worked. Yes. Our, you know, dancers have worked to come to this you know to this place where people are accepting all, and it's like when you tell people you're dancing, they're like, oh that's nice. I really like people right. actually like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I tell if I meet a if I meet a girl who I'm you know obviously trying to see or whatever or who I'm trying to chat up or you want to you know, say it like that, <laughs> I tell them you know, I'm a dancer. They're like, oh, okay, that's nice. Like, like I like to hear like girls like to hear that. You know what I mean, like even 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 males. Like, I tell I tell somebody who I'm just meeting, they could be I don't know, I don't want to say gangster, but they could be that person who's like into bare things, if you want to say that. But like, if I tell them I'm a dancer and this that, they're like, oh, that's sick, bro. Like, that's dope. Yeah, like, that's dude. cool. Right. right. Whereas before, I never had that. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean, so it's I really I'm really proud of where we've come and how long it's taken us together we still got a long ways to go it's yeah, still not fully there it's, it's a journey fully, exactly it's still not fully there but we've made it in a sense where people accept people have to accept it yes and i think that it's a blessing to see it just yeah. like how many forms of the arts are like really like starting to take its stride now and yeah. you know becoming like more widely acceptable we need more funding though yeah 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 yeah. but you know as far as like people becoming more hip to it and more um culturally Mm -hmm. accepting of it i think we've we've definitely seen an exponential like growth and support the arts definitely Mm -hmm. i wanted to ask you like when you're dancing what is it that you are trying to convey what do you desire your audience take away from your dance what's your message what's my message hmm my message when it comes to like people seeing me dance on stage, um, mm-hmm. I really want them to understand my story. This is me. 
this is who I am. I want you to take that away from me and I want you to be inspired by what I'm trying to tell you through my movement. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really, um, I'm really fascinated on like character. I work a oh, lot on character. Awesome. Like, as far as, like when I'm, you know, creating work with my dancers and stuff like that. I really want people to understand what I want to say. Yeah. Rather, and on any topic that I put on stage, um, and and just leave and just leave feeling like they you know they they got a message from it rather it's good or bad I want I want, I want my audience to leave talking about something right asking questions on why this and why that and what they didn't like and what they did like I kind of like sometimes when people don't understand yeah because it leaves them feeling like they have they want more yeah like they're it. curious I really like that sense as far as like my work what I put on stage and stuff like that I really like to go against the norm or create work that's like pretty much like what i see on a day-to-day basis or like how i'm feeling on that time or like what i saw that people are not really like a world so i just like want them to open their eyes to like oh well i didn't even know that like you know what i mean and it could be just through movement like you could right. just be looking at it and just get a message or get a story or um, be inspired by something just from looking at a piece you know what i mean so i i really like to make people feel like they're leaving with questions or even questions and answering their own questions from what they saw you know what i mean yeah so definitely i, yes, I completely definitely. understand it's funny i'm like cheesing <laughs> because mm-hmm. listening to you talk about it like you're so passionate about it and i think that that's really special um to so have somebody who is not just talented in something but who has literally like shown up and right. worked hard as well so because that's the thing like we can have talent all day but talent doesn't really carry you far i think like when we Mm -hmm. you know have that like resilience and that dedication to like really keep going i think you've kind of like married the two like you have Mm -hmm. talent and you have the desire to push and work hard for this so it's just really nice and it's nice because i know you personally (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's really nice to hear you like speak about like as a passion no, because you do know why you have seen me like from the bottom, literally. Yeah. Like, and it's amazing. Stuff. It's amazing to see like how it's just like, oh, oh I'm filled it for you. And I think that that's awesome too. Like mm-hmm. when you, mm-hmm. when you are passionate about something, like sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to like stick with it. Even if yeah. other people can't see like what it is that you have in mind or what your vision mm-hmm. is, like mm-hmm. the consistency and just sticking with your truth, I think at some point down the line is going to like bear fruit and you'll be able to harvest and mm-hmm. reap the benefits from it. And you've done exactly that. So that's why I'm teasing. Cause I'm really, really, <laughs> I'm really happy for you. It's nice. Oh, thank you, man. Hey, hey base took me a while to get where I am. Yeah. I promise you that it's taking me so long to like mm-hmm. really, you know, find my, find me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a long road. You know what I mean? I quit, I had to, I had to really understand my body first. I think that was the most important thing. I had to right. understand my body. And I had to understand like my path, where I'm at. Where do I want to be within the next? I guess I guess every time I I guess every time when you get like twenty or when you get like thirty, think like, hey, where I'm gonna be in the next ten years. Right. Where I'm gonna be in the next five years. So I like now that I'm getting thirty soon, I'm just like starting to think, okay, where I'm gonna be in the next ten years. Where is my company gonna be where I'm gonna be living, all that type of stuff. Like, right. So it's, it's, so it's, it's like you're evolving. Right. Like it's a journey, but you're evolving like during the process of it. And then like once you reach a certain point, like you could think of more things that you would like to accomplish or achieve. And so right. 
That's what's really special. So I tell people all the time, never end into a dream. You're always emerging. You're always yeah. trying to find that new balance, that new dream. So feel like when people say, yeah, you're living a dream, or yeah, I'm living a dream, definitely living a dream, but I'm not. My dream's never going to end because it's always going to be there. Yeah. I've always got that, always got that next vision or that next thing I want to do like a part of life really because yeah. you might be thinking about things that you can do in the future and so that means you're evolving and living your life in parallel with the things that you want for yourself like it's nice to see it's really really nice to see and so speaking of dreams i mean damn like get started your own company that yes. is a dream that is fantastic i'm so absolutely thrilled for you um, you started BD Black and you're mm-hmm. the artistic director. Can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind creating it? Um, actually, BD Black started from just, like I said earlier, just representing Bermuda, representing myself, right. representing like what I, you know, what I love and all that type of stuff. Um, we stand for BD Black. It's spelled B-D-B-L-A-Q and it stands mm-hmm. for Bermudian blood, Bermudian blood, Love and Artistic Quality. Oh, and for wow. me, yeah, a lot of people don't know that, but like that's what it stands for. So the, obviously the BD is Bermuda. Mm-hmm. You know, we bring, we bring love. We bring love to the company, and you know, it's always an artistic thing to be the change. You know, every time we come on that stage, no matter what, if we train or anything we do, it's quality. We could never come up with new. Yeah, we come up with nothing less. So I think that's where it all came from. Like I had to really think of what I'm gonna call this. You know, this company, mm-hmm. BD Black. Why am I gonna call it BD Black? Okay, this is why. I'm, I represent Bermuda. It's all mm-hmm. in my blood. Right. And, you know, we bring love to the company. We are artistic and, yeah, we bring nothing but quality. But so quality. I mean, perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect name. It's the perfect exactly. name. The first, to be honest, I didn't really know if I really wanted to call it that because people would say, oh, why black? Is it because you're black? And I'm like, no, nah, it's not because I'm black. It's just because, like, it just sounds powerful to me. Right. I think so. it does sound powerful. Absolutely. Um, but it's just really nice to know like the thought behind it because obviously the names that we choose for things are really important and I think kind of like bears with it the meaning behind it Mm -hmm. so it's nice to her what you were thinking about when creating it so have you always wanted to create your own company well I've always wanted to okay this is the thing because I don't know if everyone knows but well tap fusion for me so we mix tap hip-hop contemporary and these are like pretty much all the styles that I've been trained in so I put it in as like a fusion coming and when I went to Amsterdam I got introduced to fusion so fusion's like when you put all genres on one stage and you make right. it something so I got introduced to that when I went to Amsterdam one up. I always wanted to be in a tap company or I always wanted to start my own tap company that was always a thing I wanted to do when I was from young when I was like 16 I always wanted to do that but I just didn't know how and when it was gonna come I think when I first started BD Black I was well nervous oh I was so nervous because I'm it was sure a, that's putting uh, your heart out on your sleeve. <laughs> yeah, trust me, it was it was a it was a new style that not a lot of people had knew about. Oh no, no, nobody knew about it at all. And it was different. So when I launched BD Black on like Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, I was really shocked um, at the amount of people that was like, yo, this is sick. Cool. I'm gonna rock with this because it's different. And people were just starting to like take on to it. So when I came back to England from Amsterdam. I was seeing a lot of my friends starting the company and they was doing stuff. And I'm like, well, I could do that too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why can't right. I do that? Absolutely. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, 
I'm going to do it myself. So I just started making up plans and, you know, doing a business plan and seeing what I could do and seeing how I could work it out. And then, yeah, it's, we're, we're now almost four years in. Wow. Who knows? That's amazing. In. That's amazing. Yeah. What a blessing. So how many people yeah, do you have a part of your company? As of right now, I have two dancers, three including myself. I have a, a rehearsal director. She's now kind of been promoted to my producer. Okay. She kind of like, she has experience in producing too. She's helping me a lot with like future plans, nice. and stuff like that, and things like that. And then like that's all I have right now at the moment. We're training a lot right now. We train like every week, every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're really doing right now. But yeah, at the moment, I'm got about it's about three of us as far as dancers. Nice. So when I saw you in March, those were your dancers that were there at the airport with yes. you. So what did you guys um travel to Bermuda for? And that's awesome because you guys are traveling. Yeah. Um, so a traveling company, that's awesome. Um, what was it that you guys were doing in Bermuda in March? We came to, we went to perform at the Bermuda Festival. Nice. Yeah, we performed at the Bermuda Festival for two yes. nights. Shout out to them because they, they approached me about it. And I was like, yeah, let's, why not? Let's do it. And we, we ended up performing. We actually, the piece that we performed is the piece that we launched Beauty Black with. So it's called Watch This Space. It was a duet with me and Donita. I don't know if you guys know Donita. Big, mm -hmm. sick performer. She's a sick um, dancer. Well, not, well, we did a piece called Watch This Space. That was uh, my first ever piece. Nice. Bermuda. And um, yeah, we got invited. We, would, we actually opened up for another company, which is, they're called Dave Contemporary. They're from Ohio. We've also been offered just from performing at the Bermuda Festival recently. We've been offered to come back again and do a full length. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so the, the piece that we're preparing for, for 2021, 2022, we're trying to prepare for a tour. And one of the spots that we're going to is Bermuda. Bermuda I Festival. love how you've, you know, kept Bermuda in, in the forefront of your company and your dream. Because, I mean, it is about Bermuda. I mean, yes. Bermuda's in your name, so it's nice yes. that you could still go back home and and do yeah. different things i think yeah. it's important to keep that connection mm. you know even if you even if you may not live home because i'm also thinking about that like for me and my career too i'm not based all the time in bermuda but i still like to you know exactly. show my artwork and stuff it's important you know because mm. that's that's our roots mm, that's yeah. where we're from and you know we need to show other young bermudians that it's possible to have a career in an artistic capacity we went back to Bermuda recently for the festival. We also did workshops, too, for two days in partnership with um, Jackson's. Yeah. So I, nice. I, every time we go back to Bermuda, we always find some way to get back, whether it's workshops, mm -hmm. lectures. It could be um, just a you know, one-off class. It could yes. be um, mentoring, whatever. Like, we always just try to, even if it's, like, us trying to negotiate how we can, like, do some type of partnership with some type of organization. Right. That's, a, that's amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. we always, I think that's a future goal to always give back to Bermuda as much as I can because I didn't get those opportunities when I came up. So right. I'm right. trying to give dancers that opportunity that I didn't have. So yes. that's why we went to Bermuda for Bermuda Festival. And then you know, that's why we go back to Bermuda quite often. Mm -hmm. Not often, but we, go, we try to go back at least once a year. Right. Yeah, and that's just, fantastic. Just yeah, yeah, just to give back. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I, I love that. And I think that, you know, when you have the community at the forefront of like whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to get support. You know, exactly. people are going to support you. So that's awesome. You also said, you know, that BD Black like addresses like real life issues mm -hmm. or political issues through dance. Mm -hmm. 
Can you talk a little bit about how your company achieves this or how you guys like navigate this? A lot of my work comes from like what I see around me, what like I want to chat about and what I think would give the audience something to talk about. Right. Um, a lot of the real life issues, like as far as like we did a piece about blind people. That was our second piece that we done, which actually got a tour. We ended up performing that piece at seven venues. Awesome. And we took it again, again. We took it, we took it to Bermuda again. You know, that was our first show in Bermuda, and then we ended up getting to a competition in Valencia. We came semifinals for that. Um, oh, congrats! Awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We did that piece of one, but like we uh, we did a piece about blind people. We did another piece about um, I don't know if you know about the only fools and horses. I don't know. I haven't heard of it. What's it's that? Like a, it's, like, it's like a piece that's like kind of like about guys who are in a pub socializing and stuff like that mm -hmm. and, like that, and you know, different things that they go in that they deal with on a daily basis. it's like a funny it's like a funny thing but we did a piece about that and it was literally about like how we interact now mm -hmm. how we used to interact now like before like it was about like how the internet's talking over and this like and how you know interactions have gone you don't do relationships like you used to you know right like that. So right I have, four, I have four characters in that everyone was a different character and uh, like a lot of my work's just literally about like what I see and what, what like what I want to chat about and what I think people would have something you know, I want people to leave talking about it. Saying, mm -hmm. oh. and it was just like, oh, that piece was sick, but like I got I got I got the message behind it. Right. Right. So and then like as far as like political issues, I mean, obviously political is political, anything when it comes to political, but I try not to get too deep into the political stuff mm -hmm. too much. I do. But like not heavily because political all could always be like bad things, and then it could also be good things. But I try to I try to make it more or less in the mix, in the, in the middle. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Of like what's the good and what's the bad, uh, uh, what's the bad and what's the good out of this situation or whatnot. And more creating work, we always before we before we enter movement or creating a piece or whatnot, we always sit down and have a chat about it, and right. chat about like what we're going like how they how my dancers could relate to the piece. The mm -hmm. idea, or like you know, if they had any type of things that they've been through, that you know that could be a part, you know, can be a part of the solo or what, you know, like things like that. Right. So we just, we just really had like have chats and talk about it before we actually go into moving, and then we just started, you know, puzzling down different scenes and what works and what doesn't work and how that movement speaks to me mm -hmm. more when when we're creating the work. So yeah, that's pretty much what that means right so you're just pulling from your everyday life and the things that you've experienced yeah. by the good or bad art reflects life all the time right, right. yeah exactly. you've been a lifelong learner of dance but now yeah. you're also doing um teaching as well like you were saying you host different workshops and trainings mm -hmm. yeah. what is your wish for your student to do like once you teach them when they leave you like what do you wish that your students would take away with them confidence to feel comfortable around their peers and yes. to also feel comfortable with me super important and i want my students to leave learning something yeah some type of foundation of whatever style i'm teaching or whatever thing i'm teaching it could be repertoire it could be um there's a regular class let them feel like they've learned something instead of just oh we're going to learn a choreo we're going to learn some choreo right like what like where, where this choreo came from you know why i made it and this, that, and the mm -hmm. other. What's the foundation steps in it and things like right. that? 
and, and it's crazy because my company, Downsers and myself, we've been training like every week since COVID-19. Like every week, we've been on it. Like we haven't, wow. taken a, we haven't taken a day off. And I learned so much from them, like from mm-hmm. different, like we train in a lot. We train in popping, house, we train in tap, we train in contemporary, we do a lot of stretching, we do fitness, mm-hmm. all that. We've been doing that for for like, yo, it's like I said, since COVID-19 started. And I've just learned so much from them. So like, I feel like, I could take that and give it to my students so they feel like they could leave and feeling like what I've learned from my peers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that's really nice. And I love that you've incorporated like giving back and teaching into your practice because mm-hmm. it is important. Like once you've gone through a door to like leave the door open for other people like to come behind you. So with that being said, I wanted to ask you um, like what advice do you hear for young dancers who are thinking about studying dance professionally? have to love it you have mm-hmm. to love it if you're just doing dance just because it's something to do i can promise you that it's going to be tough to really like stick to it and really like want to do it because you have to you have to love dance dance is a hard sport yes. you have your your dance and you have your yes in your nose and you have to like push through the nose because i'm had so many nerves in auditions and stuff like that i'm had a lot of yeses yes is a good but then when you get that yes what are you doing with that yes Right, wait, wait, like, are you showing up for it? Right, what are you saying? Are you on time? Are you, are, you, are you doing your homework? Are you doing your research? Are you, are you, you know, study, are you training? Are you, you know what I mean? Like, you have to really love it. You have to really love it. And you have to really find good energy mm-hmm. around you. If you're not got good energy, you're not going to get into a good space. Right. I mean, and then confidence too as well. Like you have to really be confident that you want to pursue this career. Dance is tough. It's, it's tough. tough. Now it's a bit easier now because the internet's helping us out a lot, and you could, you know, you could market yourself easier how you, from how you used to. But like, you have to love it. You have to. You have to really be around good energy in order to bring out good energy. It's gonna be really hard for you to maintain. Yeah, and definitely. Because I and, and be honest. Be, I have my days. I have my days where I'm like, oh, I've been doing this for so long. Like, how, like, like what I'm doing next and this, that, right. and the other. But it's because I love it. Like, I have to, I really sit here and I write down things to myself and what I want to do next. And yes. So you just remember your why, you know, like why you started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that keeps you going for sure. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. It does get tough. Any type of art form is tough if you're trying to pursue it as a career so like you say I think that I completely agree the mm-hmm. love for it has to be like at the forefront because mm-hmm. if you don't and it gets hard you're gonna want to quit <laughs> yep. I mean sometimes I feel like okay today I'm having one of damn days where I like, can't be asked <laughs> right, exactly yeah <laughs> so, but it's the love that keeps you and the why like that keeps you going back and exactly and yeah I mean I mean I mean I mean, especially during all this, like, COVID-19, that, that could be a real, oh, like, why I'm doing this. But it's like, right. yeah, got to really, like, just, like, say, okay, this is why I'm doing that. And lean into that. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, just as we're wrapping up, like, do you have any events that are coming up? I know you had mentioned um, something that you guys have coming up in 2021. Do you have, like, any other happenings, happening, yes. um, or things that you would like to plug at this moment? We have a workshop. Uh, coming up on the 18th and the 25th of August. Awesome. It's a, oh, a uh, three-hour workshop um, from myself, my company dancers, and we have two guest artists, Daniel Fong and Hakeem Saber, coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel's going to be teaching contemporary. 
Um, Hakeem's going to be teaching house. So it's a, it's a, it's a three-hour workshop from 2 to 5.30 on the 18th and the 25th. Um, both days are going to be different. So it will be hip-hop, mm -hmm. tap, contemporary, a little bit of stretching, a little bit of fitness. Um, yeah. Actually, we're doing, Kung, we're doing Kung Fu Fitness. So nice. That's, that's really cool. Really, yeah, that's going to be really, really challenging. Um, my, one of my dancers, Ash Guzzi, he is he's trained in Kung Fu, so he really knows what he's doing. He's, mm -hmm. he's put the fitness a couple times and he's killed us. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's the event we're coming up. So please, anyone, if you want to sign up, uh, unfortunately, it's only for professionals, um, mm -hmm. graduates and dancers in training. Right. Um, but like if, if you want to sign up and be a part of you know the workshops for the two days, please email us at info.bdblack at gmail.com. Where is that going to be located? It'll be on Zoom. Okay. So, oh, awesome. So people could join from their homes. Right. right. So once you, once, you, once you send us an email, one of us will email you back, you know, where you got to pay and all that type of stuff. And then we'll send you the Zoom link. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. we'll go from there. Like I say, everyone just make sure you check all the workshops, you know, we're posting it up and check our website and all that type of stuff. We also, in preparation for the 2021-2022 tour, well, we're going to Pittsburgh in October. Oh, how cool. For, nice. for, yeah, for creation process. So when, we create, when you create a piece, you basically, you have to do stages mm -hmm. in order to get to the finished product or whatnot. And, you know, we're doing a bit of residency. Like we're going to Pittsburgh for a week. We got offered to go into a space for a week to create nice. our work. That's what we're working for a company called Bodyography. Well, so we're going to be doing like classes that day, that week with them, and then we're also going to be in creation mode all day for for one week, just creating a piece, and we'll do a sharing to them right. so we get some, with them with the audience, well Pittsburgh audience, so we got some some feedback and stuff like that on like you know on on the piece and all you know the start of it and things like that. So that's what we're doing in October, and then mm -hmm. like I said, we got twenty 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 one. 2022, we've got our new tour, new full-length piece coming out. Um, we're still in prep, we're still in early stages, but we're still we're working hard to make it possible. So right. yeah, look out for it. It's called The Bojangles. The Bojangles? Yeah, The Bojangles. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's so really it, cool. Yeah, it's, it's about a piece that's like, it speaks about, it's kind of like about following your dreams in a sense. It's about mm -hmm. like, it's about the pine, it's about, um, Know about being an artist, showing showing your work, showing your worth, portraying your craft, and how mm -hmm. hard you work towards your craft or whatnot. And I'm I'm basing it on the pioneers of tap dance. So we're looking at Bilbo Jangles, Gregory Hines, the Nicholas Brothers, and these are guys. These are like artists who have made it, who like made a difference in the dance world. So we're using these characters to say like, you know, if you have a if you have something that you want to pursue, you stick to it, and you don't yes. know the, you don't know the changes that you can make within. You get your craft just from you working hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, it's based. It's based on that. Um, yeah, it will be a full length. We'll do work. This piece we're working with all males, which is mm -hmm. great. Cause I've never worked with all males before. Like really, like, oh, wow. that's my first piece I'm actually like worked with, like all males. Just look out for it. It's gonna be a good piece. I think it's gonna be a good piece, and it's a good message. We want people to really catch the memories from the piece. Yes. That's like, you know, like, oh, yeah, that was, I remember that. I remember this. You know, different scenes in the piece will, will be from, like, way back in the 1800s or, like. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's what we're working on right now. Just stay tuned. That's and exciting. Yeah. 
you have some great things happening, some great things going on, and you know, BD Black is going to blow up. Like it's awesome. It's really nice yeah, to see. It better blow. <laughs> it better. I'm mean, working. It's real. It absolutely real. You know, yeah. it's already in the process, and now you just need to reap the benefits. That's all. But. Yeah. Um, Kai, before I let you go, um, I just wanted to have, ask you really quickly, where can people find you online? Find me at on Instagram at Kai underscore for sure. Find me on Facebook for Kai Scott. Our website is www.bdblackdance.com. Yeah, that's our website. Check us out. Thank you so much, Kai. It's, like This has been an absolute pleasure. I'm really happy that we could catch up. Yeah, um, no yes, and be in conversation. Mm-hmm. But thank you so, so much. And I'm wishing you all the best in the future. You too, man. You too, definitely. Like you too. Honestly. Thank like, you. But thank you for having me. Wish you all the best as well. And yeah, man, keep keep drawing. Keep doing your keep doing your thing. I'm trying, trying to make it all <laughs> here in these streets. <laughs> all right, all my right. love. All right, see you later. Please share with friends, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us online at theartifacts.com and on Instagram at theartifacts. If you'd like to send us a message or to suggest an artist that you'd like to see on the show, please connect with us at theartifacts at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you our upcoming episodes. Peace and blessings. This recording is copyrighted by Jude Hassel and all rights are reserved.